Hey, thanks for dropping by to the Planners on Purpose podcast, created by Naomi Tucker, CMP. Now, this space is for the event planners to encourage and empower you so that you can fully live your life on purpose. So before we dig in, please take a moment to subscribe so you get future shows. Now, here she comes, your host, Naomi. Well, we've all been there. We've all been at our wit's end, not necessarily knowing what to do, very overburdened with the work that we have going on and really not seeing a way out of the mess that we currently are in. And if you're in that place, then that means that perhaps it is time to strategize and put together a plan so that you can get into a better place. And what I like to call that is, let's come up with some burnout prevention strategies, because if not, we can lead ourselves into burnout if we're not careful. So that's what I wanted to unpack for you in this episode, and I'm really excited to get to it. For those of you that do not know me, my name is Naomi Tucker. I am a business strategist and burnout prevention coach, and I empower event professionals to stress less, live more, and lead a life that they love, hopefully a life without burnout. And regardless if you're new to me and listening for the first time, or if you're someone that has been around for a while, I just want to say welcome to the podcast. It's so good to have you here. Before we talk about some of the burnout prevention strategies that I have for you today, I wanted to reflect back on some of the risk factors that event professionals really have to contend with that can lead them directly into burnout if they're not careful. We already talked about some of these things, but if you have an excessive workload, you're working with scarce resources, perhaps you're having a lack of clarity about your role and there's conflicting direction, those things can cause a lot of turmoil within your work. Additionally, if you're constantly having expectations that are always shifting and changing, that's just something that occurs within the event profession all day, every day. Or poor management, maybe there's a leader or a leadership that perhaps aren't necessarily handling certain functions of the company well, or just leading you well. Also, lack of recognition is a risk factor for burnout because when you think about it, if you're not necessarily being recognized for some of the things that you are doing and just getting some, just a little head knot, that can make you feel like you are less than and definitely continue to spur feelings that really do not help support your overall well-being. And then there are things like excessive work engagement, just constantly having so many things to do at work without a break that it outshines your personal life. Perfectionism. Perfectionism is such a big thing in the event profession. We definitely are type A individuals, want control, want to make sure that we have all of the details straight, but also we want to make sure that the experiences we put on are perfect. And unfortunately, perfect does not exist, but we aim to figure out 
if it does, and that can really put us on this spinning cycle and it's not necessarily healthy. And then avoidance, even professionals just avoiding that there is an issue, avoiding that this excessive workload you know, is there, that it will continue to be there. And many times we just say, hmm, we'll get to it later, or I'm going on vacation or the event will be over soon. So therefore I don't have to worry about it. And when I come back, I'll have a little bit more, a little bit more tolerance for it and we'll do it all over again. So those are some of the risk factors for event professionals that we struggle with. And really, just asking you, have you dealt with any of these risk factors? And if so, it's just important for you to recognize it, not to avoid it, and to really put in place some of these strategies that I have for you. So I have four brief strategies that I wanted to talk to you about today. And hopefully these can help you to be able to get some type of a handle on all of these risk factors that may be going on right now in your work, and then help you to devise a plan for ensuring that they are better in the future. So the first strategy I have for you is really make sure that you get a good handle on your priorities, right? So it's really taking a look at everything that you have going on, understand what your priorities are, and everything that really isn't a priority, put it in the backseat, because you can only handle so much. If you have so much going on that you're not unable to see straight, then at some point we have to be able to prioritize. So if you're not prioritizing and you're just doing everything that comes to you, maybe it's a good idea for you to just get a handle on what your work is and really prioritize what is first, what is second, and what is third for you to handle and literally just work down that list in order of priority. So that's strategy one. And some of these may seem pretty practical, but you would be amazed at how many of us aren't necessarily doing this and we're stuck in a cycle of busy that all we can do is really just respond to fires. So really we do have to extinguish that fire by setting up priorities and working from there. Strategy number two. Strategy number two is just ensure that you have boundaries. That B word that we don't want to say, but it's so helpful. Boundaries create freedom for you in your life. So protect these priorities at all costs and set up boundaries in different areas of your life. And this, and, and especially at work, and how this looks like, maybe it just looks like you come in and you leave at a certain time of the day. Perhaps it means that certain days you have your certain meetings, right? Perhaps this means that if there's anything additional that people are asking for you to do, you are going to politely tell them, no, there are so many ways that you can put in place boundaries in your workplace, and it really helps communicate to others how to work with you and how you work best. So consider it a gift that you're giving other people and showing them how you need to work in order to thrive. So definitely set up those boundaries, if at all possible, set up boundaries. 
Okay. And strategy number three is pay attention to you. And we forget this sometimes. And this isn't always just going and taking a massage, although massages are wonderful. But this just means pay attention to you, pay attention to your body. You know what it takes for you to be happy, to feel assured in your role and in your life. When you know what matters to you and when you kind of get those aha moments of things that matter to you, write it down and then put it in place. So if I know that being healthy matters, then I'm going to write down what that means to me. If it means getting up early and exercising for 30 minutes a day at the bare minimum, then I'm going to make sure that I am going to do that. If my body is tired and I literally am falling over and I'm sleeping because I'm working very late at night trying to get it all in, I'm going to pay attention to my body because I am tired. So I'm going to put in place boundaries to ensure that I'm able to get the sleep that I need so that I can be my best for my work, for my employer, for my clients. So strategy number three is pay attention to you because you matters. And without you, nobody will be able to be taken care of, right? Strategy number four is get some space in your life. Many times when we do have so much going on, it's really hard for us to have that additional space. And what I mean is be able to take a break, (laughs) be able to take a break, be able to go for a walk. Everyone should be able to integrate some type of space into their life. Taking a small break while you're at work, going on a walk, just laying down before you transition from work to being a mom. Those things are just you getting a little bit of space in your life And you have to mentally tell yourself that you are absolutely worth those shifts. You are worth that space. So be okay with just making you matter. And, you know, I know it's easy to say your job matters, your boss matters, your family matters, but you actually matter first. Put yourself first, take care of yourself and get some space in your life for you to be able to do other things. So those are my four strategies for you, for you to be able to eliminate some of these risk factors for burnout. And it's really important for you to know that as we're looking at what success means for us, what people generally see is they see this amazing version of you that's handling everything, right? But what they don't see is what's happening below the water. I kind of think about a vision of the iceberg, right? So you have the what the iceberg looks like on top, but underneath there's this massive, massive piece of the iceberg. But what it represents underneath is everything that you're doing in order to have that illusion of, let's say, success at the top. So people really don't see the stress that you have to endure, the criticism that you're taking, the rejections that happen, and all of your hard work and sacrifice and the risk that you're taking, a lot of people typically are not able to see that. So much of the time, what what we have to do is ensure that our needs are being met in those particular areas. So setting up some of those strategies that I um, shared with you will absolutely help you to be able to 
really alleviate some of those risk factors and bring you more into a healthier place of work for yourself. So I hope you enjoyed those strategies and I hope that this helps you to alleviate some of those risk factors and that you can see yourself slowly but surely preventing burnout and really leading a life that you love. Until next time, please stay on purpose. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the like button and tell us how much you enjoyed the show by leaving a message in the comments. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.